Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors Blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan. Today's lesson is entitled Acts 11, The Necessity of Biblical Instruction. Our text to begin is Acts chapter 11 from verse 19 to verse 26. It says this, Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for, for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Correct training in Scripture is essential for healthy development of believers. In the Great Commission, we are not just taught to baptize and make disciples, but also to teach those disciples to observe all things that the Lord has commanded us. We see in today's text a couple of reiterations from previous lessons. We see that persecution, contrary to stamping out the gospel, actually had the effect of spreading the gospel to new places. We also see that the Jews typically limited themselves to preaching only to fellow Jews. But some Jewish natives of Cyprus and Cyrene spoke to the Grecians. The ESV translate, translates that noun Grecians as the term Hellenists, which describes Jews living in the dispersion who spoke Greek and were largely Greek in their culture. But here, it seems best to understand this noun as referring to Gentiles, not Jewish Greeks. Luke's use of contrasting this audience with a totally Jewish audience strongly suggests he means some of the men preached also to Gentiles. The narrative explains that many believed the word when they heard it, and that great grace was upon them all. When the church in Jerusalem heard of these converts, they sent Barnabas to them. When Barnabas had seen the work of the Lord, he went and found Saul, who's later the apostle, known as the Apostle Paul, to come and teach the new believers. And that leads us to the focus of this lesson. The theme I chose when starting my podcast is from this text in Romans 12. It's Romans 12, verse 2, which says, Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. When we are saved, the old person passes away and the new one is formed. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. But when we are young in the faith, the thinking of our old self still predominates. 
We've seen in recent lessons that Peter himself argued with God because his thinking was still controlled by his traditions. I remember as a little boy in Sunday school class being taught by older believers who really taught things that were traditions without really understanding what the Bible was talking about. I remember one Sunday school lesson where the teacher was teaching on when Daniel and his three friends refused to eat the king's meat so as not to defile themselves in the land of Babylon. And if you're familiar with that story, you know that the, the reason that Daniel and his friends wouldn't eat those things is because they were forbidden for, for Jews. They went against God's law for, for Jews. And so Daniel asks the, the man who is in charge of them to give them, the English word is porous. It just means a seed that was sown. So it could be like posho or wheat or whatever, that they would be served that food instead of all the other things that the, the other young men in training to become the king's wise men would receive. And um, God supernaturally causes Daniel and his friends to look healthier, to be in better health than these other young men, even though the other young men's diets were, contained things that were better for them than Daniel and his friends. And that's the point of the story of God honoring the faith of Daniel and his friends because they had determined that they were going to obey God even in a foreign land. But my Sunday school teacher gave us the lesson as saying that, you see, you need to eat your vegetables rather than these other foods so that you can be healthy. That is where we have the tradition of man interpreting the word of God for us rather than seeing what does God's word actually say. Later in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 21, verse 20, we see Jewish believers in Jerusalem described like this. It says, and when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, you see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealous for the law. If you grew up in Judaism, understanding from when you were a little child that obedience to the law is what God desires most, and that's what makes you a follower of God, then it's very natural that after getting saved, you would think you need to become a better law-obeying Jew than you were previously. This is where we see how discipling believers with God's word is essential for fruitful Christian living and the building of the church. We are all meant to be transformed into the image of Christ. In Romans 8 verse 29, we read, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. This is a process that takes time and has two necessary components, this transformation. First, you must be born of God's Spirit. Otherwise, you'll still be a slave to sin, and Christ's commands will do you no good. But once born of God, you need to know the truth so you can move on to maturity in the faith. And what is the truth? God's word is truth. In John 17, verse 17, we read, Sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. John 8, verse 31 and 32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
God urges pastors to emphasize the instruction of his word in the fellowship of the congregation. In 1 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15, we read, I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. So we see there that it's God's word that teaches us how we are to behave in God's house and to be built up as God's house. In 1 Timothy 4, from verse 13 to 16, we read, Until I come, devote yourself. That means this is, this is what's important. This is what I want you to focus on. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Our church, Lubumba Community Church, is sometimes criticized for the priority we give to the time of reading and teaching the Bible. But for those who know what God says, we understand this is the very thing that God commands should be emphasized in our fellowship. Notice it is the word that safeguards both leaders and the congregation. Ephesians 5 tells us the word is how Jesus washes us from our former thinking and living. In Ephesians 5 verse 25 to verse 27, we read, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. I see great need for Christians to have their brains washed new by the Bible. In American culture, Many people consider the command for wives to submit to their husbands as being demeaning to women. But we must ask ourselves, why do we feel that way? Is it from God or does it come from the world? The Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 24, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. You see that if scripture offends us, our thinking is controlled by tradition rather than God, just like we see these early Jews. They were offended at being associated with Gentiles, even though Jesus had also died for those Gentiles. In Christ, there's necessity for us to be new in every way. And the Bible is essential in that transformation. You can't depend on your feelings to know what is right. You must depend on what God has told us. Knowledge is also what keeps us from being led astray by Satan. In Hebrews 5, verse 13 and 14, we read, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice, practice to distinguish good from evil. There's great evidence in church history that warns us how mishandling of God's word causes the death of a church. 
Some fellowships have lost their power and testimony because they emphasize unimportant things. Some have lost their power and the spiritual life of the next generation by compromising biblical instruction to fit in with their culture. In Jesus' messages to the churches in Revelation, he pronounces judgment against several such groups. Lord willing, those letters to the churches will be our next point of study after we conclude our series in the book of Acts. Obviously, we have a long way to go in this first. Churches that have kept their testimony and life are those who have carefully upheld God's word. This is evidence supporting Jesus' statement that wisdom is justified by her children. It wasn't enough for these people at Antioch to hear and believe the gospel. They needed to grow and make disciples themselves. They needed to, to do this, they needed instruction in God's word. The same is true for each one of us. If you want to grow and serve Christ, read his word and be a doer of it. Jesus mentioned there's no reason to call him Lord when you don't do the things he tells you to do. If we love him, we will keep his commands. To keep his commands, we must know his commands. To know his commands, we must learn his commands. These things all come from Scripture. How well do you know the truth? Can your teachers prepare good meat for you? Or do you still need breast milk from your mother? God bless you all.